On today's Fumbling Punter podcast, we are previewing the National League. Friendships will be tested. Debates will be had. Feelings will be hurt. Of course, if you've ever listened to our podcast before, you know that's pretty regular whenever we do a baseball preview. So get set for all that and more on the Fumbling Punter podcast. Welcome into the Fumbling Punter Podcast. I'm your host, Devin Keeney, and we're with us co-host, Lucas Jones. Lucas, what is up? Oh, not a whole lot. I'm just kind of, I'm getting excited for baseball season. We're, as of this recording, one week away from opening day. Heck yeah, we are. And uh, I do have to give a quick apology. Uh, my remodel of my house has kind of kept me off of sports and off podcast. We are going to get more regular lucas is going to stay on me and we're going to get back but with all that being said welcome into the second annual fumbling punter national league preview lucas last year we did all every division we had six podcasts it was a lot of fun uh i don't think either of us can kind of kind of dedicate that time right now but we are going to have a fun preview right yeah, we're planning on it. We're planning on doing a National League one, which will be this one, and an American League one. Um, hopefully next year we can get back to breaking down the divisions and some prospects. Free More agency depth, screwed like we us. did last year. Free agency screwed us, and, you know, you, you bought a home and remodeling yours, and I got a new job, and I'm adjusting um, to being back where I'm from. And you, we just haven't had a lot of time, but hopefully next year, but... You know, we'll have try to have more consistent podcasts throughout the baseball season, and as other things happen, you know, um, to you know, we'll make up for it. Absolutely, we will. Uh, so, and, oh, and another thing, though, I want to throw in real quick is, you know, once the season gets started, maybe a couple weeks, things settle down a little bit. We are going to have Randy back on, and yes. we're going to break down like best outfields, best infields, best rotations, best bullpen type type show like that so that will be a little more in depth that's something that is not really a preview type thing because you can literally do that anytime during mm-hmm. the season um we'll try to do that pretty early in the season though that way we can uh if we you know if we're super wrong on our rankings uh we'll have time to make fun of each other or you guys can one. Oh yeah and i think it'll be a lot of fun be a little bit more in depth kind of how we kind of the way where we've been trending on the podcast is a little bit more baseball centered and i think that kind of what's fit our niche that's kind of what uh lucas and i's friendship started on back in uh, the seventh grade of school was uh baseball stuff baseball stats and i think that we've really enjoyed kind of the direction our podcast has gone wouldn't you say lucas yeah and, and that's not to say we're not going to talk about other big things that happen because you know obviously there's a, another football league starting yes. besides the XFL, so that'll need to be talked about as we get more details on it. There's been big moves in football. We'll probably have kind of yes. a, maybe a draft show coming up, plus a, where the free agents went when the remaining few big names sign in football. I mean, hell, there's still some maybe not real great players left in free agency, but good players, a few big names that may be past their prime in baseball. Uh, more football players have signed, it seems like, oh, yeah. in the last week than have all winter in baseball. So, you know, we got a lot of exciting stuff planned. Absolutely, we do. So, let's jump into this uh, preview. And I got to say, Lucas, heading into the season, uh, looking over the National League, I've never felt so strong about my division picks before the season started. Uh, am I crazy for that? Uh, I don't no, know. No, I, I think. I think that we're probably likely going to have – I'm going to have two of the three I picked last year, and you're probably going to have three out of the three. Yep, because I was year. just thinking about your New York Mets pick for the National League East. Yeah. Well, you know what? <laughs> I forget that the Nationals can win the East, but that's about it. Which, Speaking of which, I just want to say that SI has picked the Nationals to win the World Series for the third time in the last six years. <laughs> so they're just going to keep doing it until they finally win the damn thing. If you do it every year, eventually you're right. At some point, even if it takes 108 years, it will happen. Absolutely. 
So we all know that the offseason moved incredibly slow and not a lot of money changed hands in free agency. And we've kind of hit on that kind of almost ad nauseum, uh, just the slow moving free agent period this year. And so that kind of uh, is kind of a good lead in to the National League East notes. So let's start with the Marlins and Derek Jeter and the fire cell. Uh, gone are Kristen Yellick, uh, Marcelo Zuna, obviously to everybody who probably listens to this podcast. Uh, John Carlos Stanton is a Yankee. D. Gordon's gone. Lucas, what do you think about everything that's going on in Miami and what Jeter's doing? For baseball purposes, it sucks because that was likely the best outfield or the most talented outfield in all of baseball for my money. Absolutely. Um, for business purposes and rebuilding that team, it needed to be done. Um, it, and Jeter's a soft face to put on them kind of moves, but even people are mad at Jeter now. Like A-Rod is immensely more popular than Jeter right now. But Jeter's Love I mean, it. It's an investment. It's what they have to do. Hopefully they, you know, they're trying to cut more money than get some players, but they probably, they got a few good players back in them deals. Um, especially the Yellick deal. I like, I like, uh, uh, damn, I can't remember the young outfielder's name they got from Milwaukee, but he's really good. Um, I'm in a lot of probably come too. to me when we're, it'll probably come to me when we're <laughs> talking about Milwaukee, but you know, that, the Marlins are going to suck. I mean, they've played decent yep. this spring, but it's spring training. That's indicative of nothing. Um, you know, we'll feel bad for Don Mattingly because he's going to end up getting fired at some point just to be like, well, there's, you know, it's not his fault. No, it's not. I actually not. like Don Mattingly. Um, but the Marlins, they're going to be – it's going to be a long rebuild. If you're a Marlins fan, it's – you got to – I don't know what to tell you other than, oh. you know, find you a secondary team. All 700 Marlins fans in the United States, get ready. It's going to be a long rebuild. <laughs> yeah, and, and they're open the season with the Cubs, so I'm sure that they'll they'll have a you know a and decent it, crowd to at least start the season. Yeah, so. all Cubs fans in the Tampa area. And did I see Straley was out? Is that right? Uh, yes, and he was going to be their opening day starter. So now I really don't know who it's going to be. Um, but it's probably not going to be pretty if I'm guessing or not, I'm hoping. Yeah. And when we kind of look to the rest of the division, what are the Mets going to look like? I don't have super high expectations for the Mets, but I didn't have well, super high expectations last year. They gave them a, they got a 42% chance of making the playoffs according to fan graphs. I kind of agree with that. I'm not going to pick the Mets to win the division, but I still like their starting pitching. It's still relatively deep. It's young and talented. Their biggest question mark is always his health, and not just their rotation, the health of their players, too, because that's what this low-key gets hurt quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but they got Bruce and Conforto and Brandon Nemo, and, you know, they got they got some pieces to – I think they'll be competitive. I don't think they're going to be bad. Um, obviously, they don't spend as much money as they should, but that's because the Wilpons got ripped off by Bernie Madoff. <laughs> and, you know, they just don't spin like a New York team should. Um, let's play a little Is He Still Alive on David Wright. I'm, I'm actually bad, bad radio. I am going to look this up on my phone, make sure that nothing foul has happened to David Wright. Okay, he's still no, the He is alive. I think he recently tried to play and got shut down again for another, like, 12 weeks or something. Oh, man, he's kind of living the Mo Vaughn life in uh, with the Mets. I mean, I know he put in a lot of good years with the team, especially when they weren't very good. But I, I Captain America, he's still hanging out. Yeah, he's just not ready to give it up. But his body betrayed him. Oh yeah, it's not. They're never going to get anything out of him. I mean, he was likely on a Hall of Fame case. It just couldn't. His back just not holding up, and you know that's kind of, you know kind of weird it circles us back around to don Mattingly again that's what happened to him oh Hall yeah of fame pace just didn't play long enough uh so kind of moving just a little bit south in the east division lucas let's talk 
Phillies. I know they got your guy, Jake Arrieta. We haven't got to talk about this. Let's talk about the deal real quick because we did not get to address this in a podcast. Three years, $75 million, is that right? Yes. With uh, with two uh, option years there, um, That if he wins the Cy Young this year or next year, they automatically vest, and it'll be, I think they're $30 million apiece. Wow. So it turned out to be a pretty decent deal. If he, you know, he kind of had to bet on himself a little bit, but, you know, he ain't going to the poorhouse. So, so it was a good deal. He's trying to be the, I think he's, you know, he's trying to be like the Phillies' John Lester. Yeah. He's going to be that veteran presence guy there that, you know, anchors the staff as they start, you know, really trying to be competitive. And I think the Phillies will be competitive this year. And let me, let me ask you. Uh, do you, as a Cubs fan, we all know you're a Cubs fan, are you more okay with 6-120 for Darvish than you are 3-75 with the two vesting years for Jake Arrieta? Yeah, I am. Because you, Darvish, I mean, the average annual value is $21 million. You know, he wanted 5-125, and the Cubs counted with 6-126 to get that AAV down, and he took it. Well, that $4 million is going to come into play for the Cubs very soon when they got arbitration guys. Oh, they yeah. They resign some guys. So that extra $4 million is going to be put to good use at some point down the road. But you has a opt-out after two years. So if he opts out in two years, the theory is he's pitched so damn well the next this season and next season that he feels like he can get more money on the market. Well, that's just a good thing for the Cubs. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So I'm okay with that. And you just pitched really well this spring. And, and I don't have nothing against Jake Arrieta, too. I like Jake Arrieta. He's what Mike Matheny calls a grinder. <laughs> um, so, you know, more power to Jake. Uh, I think he was looking for something probably that was unreasonable in this market. And even in the high-spending market, what he was looking for is probably a little unreasonable. But he got paid. He's going to a team that's, you know, up and coming. So, eh, good for him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's a good deal for the Phillies. I really do. Oh, I, I, have I no agree. Problem with it. They got a shit ton of money. They got, you know, they they got Carlos Santana, who's good. They got a really good bullpen. You know, they could surprise. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to compete till the end. Yeah, absolutely. I, also, I, Gabe Kapler is crazy, their manager. I've kind of seen a little. Do you want to expand on that? Well, I've read several stories on him. He's just like a freak, workout freak, gets out there, practices with the guys just as hard as them to show the young guys. He's a nutrition freak. They hmm. said his his weakness is ice cream, so he'll get an ice cream cone in a cup yeah. and lick the ice cream and then spit it out so he doesn't <laughs> swallow. That's how he gets through his cravings for ice cream. Oh, man. Live a little, Gabe. Live a little. Swallow your ice cream every once in a while. Just do it for the kids. Right. <laughs> so, Nationals. I don't know that the, what there's really to talk about. I think they're going to win the division hands down. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the, the is the Bryce Harper story the most intriguing thing going on with the Nationals regular season? Unless they are some sort of a collapse. It's going to hang over them because there's a sense of urgency with that team. Their bullpen, you know, they made moves last year with the A's to strengthen that bullpen, but mm-hmm. it's still the bullpen's still not that strong. Yeah. Their starting pitching is as good as anybody's. But and they got a lot of talent on that team, but it's going to hang over their head like they got to win it this year to convince Bryce to stay. Otherwise, I think he's gone. Yeah. All right. It's going to hang over their head all season. And Bryce said he's not going to take questions about it. He's not going to talk about it or anything, but that's not going to stop the media from talking about it. And every time they show Bryce Harper, someone on TV is going to say, is this, you know, his last season with the Nationals? Yeah, absolutely. And do you want to move on to the Braves? Because, like I said, I don't feel like there's a whole lot more other than what you just said to talk about on the Nationals. No, we know how – we know how good the Nationals are. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just so everyone knows, you know, Scherzer, Strasburg, Gio Gonzalez, you know, that's pretty salty. Yeah. 
uh, especially the front two there. Gio had a really good year last year, but he's 33 now. Um, bullpen questions. That's the only thing. The Nationals are going to win the division. That's my pick for the division. Yeah, same here. Uh, that's pretty hands down. And the last team we have to talk about are the Braves. And honestly, my notes are I don't even know where to begin with the Braves. Uh, they're kind of in rebuild limbo a little bit. Wouldn't you say that's a fair assessment? Um. Well, yeah, the last four seasons has been kind of a rebuild for them, but they've actually had – you know, John Capala restocked that system before he got fired and banned for life from Major League Baseball. Yeah. Um, they got a lot of pitching. They have the number one prospect in baseball in Ronald Acuna. Um, he's a stud. He's going down to the minors for a couple, for about a month or so until they can get that seventh year out of him. Yes. Uh, but they got pitching, starting pitching prospects out to Ying Yang, and we've talked about it several times. You know, one out of every five is going to hit as being yep. just a, a one or two top of the rotation type guy. So when they got 20 guys that are big name starting pitching prospects, you know, one day they might have a they might have a, a Maddox, Glavin, Smoltz type rotation. You know, Kevin Millwood oh, was yes, pretty Kevin good Millwood. for a while. So, I mean, hell. John Rocker. <laughs> he was their <laughs> closer, might, but. I mean, they're going to have. They're going to have the potential to have a really good lineup with a really good uh, uh, starting rotation here, you know, probably next year. But I wouldn't put it past them to compete a little bit this year. Yeah. I, I think the National League East is hands down, in conclusion, hands down for the Nats. But I don't think – I think the three middle teams there, the uh, Phillies, Mets, and Braves, are going to be competitive enough to you know at least they're going to be competitive with each other the marlins are just going to suck yep i'm looking at but my previews or at my i think uh, it's a division now. that's i think it's a division that is going to be next se- probably starting next season very very competitive next year will probably be hard for us to pick a division winner this may be one of the ones that we definitely disagree on yeah and you know, looking to next year, we don't know where Bryce Harper is going to be. I mean, how much does Chicago, that change the but... look? <laughs> but how much does that change the look of the Nationals and the perception of the Nationals going into next season? Right, and I don't even know how bad that's going to hurt the Nationals. It may change their perception, but they got everybody else long term. Oh it's yeah, and Fountain of Youth and Anthony Rendon and Trey Turner and Adam Eaton and they got Victor, Victor Robles, Robles ready yep. to play. Michael Turner. Or whatever his name was, I think that little fast guy that hit that bomb against. No, no, Michael something. Michael, uh, oh, he was an outfielder, and he hit that home run against the Cubs uh, in the playoffs. Uh, I think his name's Michael Turner. Huh, you might be right on that one. Uh, Could be bat, wrong. Bat, bad podcast for everybody there. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Taylor, sorry, guys. Oh, okay, Michael, Michael Taylor. Taylor. I knew it was Michael something. So... Let's move on to the division that was that everybody wants to listen to. Let's just, I mean, I'm not going to beat around the bush on that. The National League Central, you're a Cardinals or you're a Cubs fan. I'm a Cardinals fan. Uh, a lot of the people listening are Cardinals fans or Cubs fans, uh, other than I know we'll have a Dodgers fan and probably a Reds fan uh, listening at the very minimum. But. We people want to hear Central and Lucas. I think we're probably going to agree on how this division's going to turn out. Do you want to lead the way on this? Yes, the Reds. <laughs> I was going to say the Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, what do you want to talk about first? Like the Cubs? I mean, just the Cubs. I think it's you know kind of like last year. I I see it this way. Shy of the Cubs beating themselves, there's and I like what the Brewers have done, but shy of the Cubs beating themselves, there's no reason the Cubs shouldn't win this division. No, and here's the thing, is I think this year's Cubs team is better than the 2016 team. Yeah, I, I, really I mean, do. I can see that. I, I really do. I think they're going to be better than last year. Addison Russell was banged up, had some personal issues last year. Yeah. He's healthy. He's playing well. Javi Baez is going to be the full-time second baseman, unlike 2016. So now you got a plus 
defender with a guy whose back keeps getting better every year. Kyle Schwarber's lost like 40 pounds. That I saw may that. help his defense a little bit, but nobody's worried about Schwarber's defense. They're worried about is he going to hit. Yeah. He hit over 30 home runs last year, and everyone keeps dogging on the guy. <laughs> but this spring, and it's spring training, so I know you can't take spring training for real, but Schwarber's batting 400 this spring. So, I mean, if that's an indication, is his batting average going to come up from 211, which is what it was last year? Yes. If he gets up to 250, that was league average last year was 250. Yeah. That's all you got to be at. Fucking Jason Hayward batted 250, <laughs> you know? Like, and that's another thing. I think Hayward's probably going to be better. And if he's not, it's been long enough now where Joe Madden has made no qualms about it. Jason Hayward will be in an outfield rotation. Yeah, absolutely. Ian Ian Happ's played good enough. He may be the opening day leadoff man. And if he's got to play right field so Albert Almore can play center or Hayward can play whoever's hitting, if Almore and Hayward are uh, platooning, so Hap can play right field. He's a switch hitter. So, you know, Ben Zobris is he's healthy again right now, and he's already said, hey, I'm not an everyday player anymore. You know, he's that veteran guy that just knows that I'm going to play, you know, two or three times a week, probably come off the bench some. Um, Pitching-wise, I mean, they got a full season of Quintana. They yeah. got you Darvish, who's – pitching pretty damn well this spring i they got three or four guys that can potentially close if brandon morrow doesn't work out or can't stay healthy i just think this is a better team i look for them to win if i had to guess i would say uh, i'd put the over under it 100 for sure well i'll take the under because i have them at 94 wins and that's and that's about what the projected system have them at i just I just think they're better than that, but you know, it's I mean, it's, it's why a, they play the long, games. Yeah, and it's a long season. So, and you know, last year I think that we were both pretty much in agreement that the Cubs were going to win at or right close to a hundred games. Yeah, and and we thought, you know, and we kind of thought we knew the Dodgers was going to be better, um, and they were. And this year, I just don't have that feeling again. I mean, I like the Dodgers and what they got going on. I just feel like the Cubs are they're hungry again. They did have a World Series hangover, and I, I, you know, I've heard the B-Fib laugh about it and mock it and shit, but I don't remember the Cardinals going to back-to-back World Series uh, in this century. Because they haven't. And, you know, that, that happens, especially when you're the most famous team to not win a World Series in 108 years. The only team to not win a World Series in 108 yeah. years. When you do something that monumental, them guys became overnight celebrities. Almost oh, abso- all of them absolutely. are recognizable on TV. That takes a toll on somebody, and now I think that's kind of wore off some. The Astros are the new flavor of baseball, and I think the Cubs are okay with that. I really do. I think these guys, and they're all still so young. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. They're still so young. You know, what is this? Probably, I guess you would say they're this – will, this will be their fourth season. This is of a really lot competing. of them. This will be – yeah. Yeah, it will be. Um, I mean – their optimal starting day lineup doesn't have anybody starting that's over the age of 30, besides maybe the pitcher, because I think Lester's getting the opening day ball. But Hayward's 29 or 28, going to be 29. Rizzo's 28, going to be 29. I mean, they're your two oldest guys starting right now. Wow. Wow. And Still that's so Hayward young. Start, which Hayward will get the opening day start, but, you know, there's going to be days where he don't. So. Yeah, and – so, moving on from your Cubs, you got to talk about my Cardinals. And, I, I mean, we cover the Cardinals pretty well. And I feel like if you want to hear, like, the most truthful Cardinals season preview, go back a few podcasts ago when we had Randy on and listen to his rant. They haven't done anything else since then. Huh? No, they, they haven't. haven't done anything else since then except bring in, like, Bud Norris. Yeah. Woo! Well, I guess if Bud Norris plays for you, Bud Norris can't beat you six times a year. That as he true. used to do when he was with the Astros, when the Astros were terrible. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean, I think that that's my truthful thought on the Cardinals is uh, they went out, got Ozuna, they made their splash to dangle in front of all the B-Fib, and really, 
I think it's unfair to Ozuna because all the BFIB are going to think that, oh, he's our savior. He's going to lead this team to the playoffs. And when you sit back and take an honest, honest, not a fan's look, but just an honest look at the team going forward, they don't look like a playoff team. I mean, they look like a team who, if they got really hot, could win a wild card spot at best. But I, I'll tell you right now, spoiler alert, I don't have the Cardinals in the playoffs. Uh, I think that this year and what follows this year will have a lot to, or will say a lot about the DeWitt's uh, commitment to winning. Whether or not they stick with the status quo with Moseliak and Matheny, uh, I guess you've got to throw Gersh in there somewhere. Uh, I just don't, I mean, I don't know. I'm not excited for Cardinals baseball. Like, we're going to a couple of games this year, and I think it's going to be fun because, you know, it's Bush Stadium. It's always fun. But yeah, the well, team. Yeah, going to? Uh, I think we're going to game them on uh, June 7th, possibly. Ah. And then we're going to Star Wars night. We got our Star Wars uh, jersey theme tickets. <laughs> ah, I was hoping he's going to say the May 5th Cubs-Cardinals game because I will be there. No, I don't want to see the Cardinals go get their faces punched in. I'm going to see them play the Padres, <laughs> and I don't remember who the other game's for uh, or is against. But anyhow, I mean, that's kind of that's my sum is I'm not excited for Cardinals baseball. And it's kind of sad because at the end of the La Russa era and the first year or two of Matheny, I was really excited this time of year for baseball, kind of like you are now with the Cubs. Uh, and I just, I don't know the Cardinals. I feel like they're going to go, they're going to play right at maybe 500 baseball and nothing's going to change. They're going to talk really down on them. I am. I mean, like I feel a little more positive about them. Like listen to Randy's speech. I did. I don't think, I mean, what, what, what about their bullpen says that we are committed to winning? Not like there's nothing that screams it, but bullpens are fickle. I mean, if Lions or someone else grabs a hold of that job, you know, where did anyone else ever come from? I don't I don't think they're going to be a 500 team. I think they're going to – I think likely I think they do make the playoffs. I really do. What kind um, of reverse universe are we living in right now? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's just my reverse psychology that I'm trying to use on them. I, look, I love Marcelo Zuna's talent. Last year was a breakout year for him. Now, he's always had this talent, and he hasn't always played as well as he did last year. He had a far better lineup he was hitting in last year. Oh, absolutely. Do I think he's going to have 125 RBIs again? No. No way. Um, do I think he's going to have over 30 home runs? Probably, but, you know, so is a bunch of other left fielders. The key is this guy's going to get on for him. Um, yep. You know, Matt Carpenter has to bat lead off, or he's not really – or he's gonna that great. Or he's gonna hit one seventy three. I don't have a problem with him hitting leadoff. My problem is why the hell did they signed Dexter Fowler because Fowler batting the three or four hole is not utilizing Dexter Fowler. Absolutely, it's just not utilizing what he's for. And he's a center fielder now. He's playing right fielder, so his power numbers aren't going to match what typical right fielder. And I have no room to talk about uh, powerful right. Right, fielders, because Jason Hayward hits 15 home runs and it's a <laughs> successful season. But Hayward also is the best right fielder defensively in the game, so you can make you can make an argument that he gets a little bit of pass on his offense. But uh, I, I still love Dexter Fowler a lot. I'd like to see him utilize the way he should be in the leadoff spot in center field. Tommy Pham, you know, he's 30 years old. He had a breakout year last year. He had a lot of eye problems he's got fixed. Is he going to repeat last year? Maybe I'm not a hundred percent confident that he will, but he is 30. And the thing is, you know, him and the team's already kind of feuding over pay. Yeah. They could have been nice and gave him a little bit of a raise, um, for a guy that, you know, got some MVP votes, you know, or top, you know, he didn't get the number one MVP, but he was in the top 10, I think. He was. Voting. Yeah. And, uh, you know that their outfield though is pretty good. I don't like. I don't hate it. It's. I don't think it's the best, and I don't think it's. What I've heard about how their outfield is ten times better than the Cubs. I don't buy it. I don't think it will be. 
Um, but I think it's pretty good, and it may be better than the Cubs. I don't well, think it's. I mean, it, it's formidable. Ozuna, Fowler, Fam. I don't think there's anything wrong with that outfield, but the outfield a... is not my worry. No, it's not, and that's what I was getting to. Was your infield like we're hearing again about how Colton Wong is ready to take over second base and everything? Until what? Until Messini sends him back down to the minors? Like he's probably out of minor league options. So then what? Paul yeah. Jong's projected to be the best hitter on the Cardinals this year. I read today, and is anyone ready to buy that? I mean, oh, I mean that it could be. That's but he's going to be a sophomore. What happened to Ledmus Diaz? He looked like a stud his rookie year. Yeah. No, I mean, and that's why I didn't like that extension that they gave him. You've seen 120 games out of DeYoung. I mean, that's not enough for me to declare the guy the next yeah, great shortstop. At least it's, it's a reasonable extension, but, and it's worked out for him before because they were able to flip Scotty for a couple of decent minor leaguers on that extension, and they got Carlos Martinez pretty cheap, but Martinez isn't, you know, he's got A stuff, but he's not there mentally, I don't think. And Yeah, that's a good that, that's a good assessment. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, mean I, I'm not going to dog him because I think he's good. I'd like him if he played for the Cubs, but something's got to change. And, you know what, it might change. Mike Maddox could have a complete – he could change Martinez. I just don't – he's not – if you're throwing Martinez in game five or game seven of a playoff series, are you feeling that confident? Because I wouldn't be. And I'm trying to not wear my – I'm trying not to wear the Cubs on my sleeve when I say that. I truly believe that I would not be comfortable with Carlos Martinez starting a winner-take-all playoff game. Now, that said from, like, the traditional Cardinals perspective, no. When, you know, you think the last 10 to – 12 years you would have gone automatically to Chris Carpenter or a younger Adam Wainwright. I mean, those were guys that you could take any day of the week. And Carlos, he's got the stuff, but some days he's looks unhittable and some days he's just, like you said, he's, he's got, not there. He's got the stuff. He's got the stuff to be that guy, but it's not there. And I've seen him implode in important games before. And, you know, and we, every pitcher implodes at certain times, but, you know, pick a guy. Uh, okay, Carlos Martinez is probably a better pitcher than John Lester at this point, but who do you want to start in Game 7 World Series? Yeah. Carlos Martinez or Johnny Lester? John Lester. Right. And obviously, Mad Bum over both of them. Like, but, you know, John Lester's arguably in the top 10 all time postseason pitchers. And so he's kind of earned that, but. You know, Carlos Martinez, and he's still young. He's incredibly young. So yeah. He's got lots of time, no, but... I, I'm not. I'm not trying to dog Carlos Martinez and the rest of his but the, career. But, but the point is, he has to be that guy for the Cardinals yeah. to compete this year, because you can't put your marbles in the basket for Wayne. Wayno Wayno says he's healthier. He had some elbow issues last year, but yeah. the man's like 35, 36 years old. You can't trust Mike Miklas. Anyone that says you can is full of shit. <laughs> and, and over a course of a full season, I don't know. It, you've had <clears throat> Michael Walker for four years. I'm tired of hearing about how good he is and how he can be relied upon. He hasn't been relied upon once and since he came up as a rookie, and that was just because nobody had seen him before. Yeah. People get some figured out. He can only pitch twice through the lineup, which that's the way baseball's going, though, because statistically the third time through, you're always worse. But, you know, I don't even know who the other guy – who's the other guy in the rotation? Uh, Luke Weaver. Weaver. Yeah, I like Weaver. I mean, I, mean, I like him too. He, I like that uh, – He's young. He's good. He's young. He's got good. He zips that ball in there. And the only reason I'm saying these good things about him is because last September when he's pitching against the Cubs, I tweeted something like, Cubs need to jump all over Weaver early to set the tone for the rest of his career. And they scored like seven runs off of them. So <laughs> I was like, I was actually confident. driving and listening to that game on the radio. Uh, <laughs> so I, so I'm fairly, I'm okay with Luke Weaver being good because I know the Cubs can get to him. Yeah. So I, I like Weaver, but again, going through that staff, we've talked about the Nationals and what they have. We've talked about the Cubs and what they have. We're gonna get to the Dodgers, the Giants, and like I said, I mean, I'm not super excited i think that this team could make the playoffs i'm not saying they can't they're not going to compete for the division unless the cubs implode uh i don't know that's probably that's kind of all i got to say for the cardinals i think that 
like you said, Mike Maddox and uh, having Okendo kind of back around and Willie McGee around the team, uh, maybe that changes things in a yeah, positive everyone's light. Talking, everyone's talking about how they'll be a lot better defensively and they'll run the bases better. But I don't buy it 100%. I do think that them guys could be around to remind them. But whoever else was doing that job has been around baseball their whole life. Anyways, Mike Schilt and some yeah. of them other guys, like they know, hey, idiot, run the bases better. Hey, yeah. You know, play defense better. You know, I don't want to get into specifics of what they say because I'm just talking off the top of my head right now. But, you know, these guys know about the same things as Okendo and them. Maybe they just weren't getting communicating through. Um, if you're a Major League Baseball player, you should know how to field a ground ball, Colton Wong. You should know uh, – you shouldn't be getting thrown out from third base on a hit to the outfield, Matt Carpenter. You shouldn't run into outs. Yeah, absolutely, that's man. Things that that's things that your first and third base coach just they're going to know whether it's Mike Schill or uh, Jose Akendo. Is yeah, Akendo better at it. Probably he's probably better at communicating. So yeah, it may add a game or two. I don't think it's going to like it's not going to be the magic cure all for the Cardinals. Yeah, I, I I agree, but I, I'll be interested to see, you know, what the team looks like the first month of the season. But enough of the Cardinals, the Cubs, let's get to the rest of the division. The Brewers went out and uh, talk about good outfields. They've now, sitting with, uh, alongside Ryan Braun, have Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yellick. Uh, I like their outfield. I don't know how I feel about... Not, not to mention Keon Broxton. <laughs> good defense can hit a little bit and domingo santana who hit almost 30 home runs last year yeah so yeah. they got five starting outfielders plus brett phillips um waiting a high prospect waiting in the minors um but i believe what he was getting ready to say was their starting pitching is not quite there yes and we talked about this on the podcast we've talked about this just personally we if they were going to Spin. I mean, and they didn't break the bank to go get Lorenzo Kane, and they didn't empty their system to go trade for Yellick. But don't you think maybe like a Lance Lynn, maybe what the Phillies gave Jake Arrieta, uh, wouldn't that have made sense for the Brewers? Oh, 100%. Um, and they had the money to do it because they've ran pretty low payrolls the last few years. Yes, they have. Um, I just can't believe they sat on their hands and didn't get better starters. I mean, they brought in Wade Miley. They brought in yeah. uh, Giovanni Gallardo. Um, the usual suspects. <laughs> I mean, come on, guys. You had to play, you know, your best pitcher last, Jimmy Nelson, ain't going to be ready till, you know, July after he broke his shoulders uh, on a pickoff play, sliding back into first base. You know, um, Zach Davies is who you're going to rely on. Oof. You know, I mean – they have some young guys in the minors uh, and some of them are pretty high prospects, but you got to get someone to anchor that staff and Jake Arrieta yeah. would have been, even Lance Lynn would have gave you 180 innings of league, slightly above average league ball. Same with Alex Cobb, slightly above average ball. Um, Blew my you know, mind that those guys set out there as long as they did. And I know, I, uh, teams like the Brewers, the Twins, and the Twins ended up, they, they did get Lance Lynn right. I'm not making mm -hmm, that yeah. up. They set out there way too long. If you feel like the rest of your team is good enough, say screw it. I mean, may, teams with low payrolls, go offer one of those guys one-year big deals. Uh, well, here's the thing that I was reading about the free agent class next year. It's actually fairly short on pitchers compared to this year. Um, a wow. lot of the guys that are available are opt-out guys, but David Price isn't opting out. He's had a rough two seasons. Yeah, He ain't beating the money he's got left. Kershaw's opting out, but he wants to go nowhere else. He's yep. not going anywhere else. He's, he's going right back to the – plus the Brewers couldn't afford him, but he's getting more money, same place. The only true free agent is Dallas Keuchel, and he has issues. Yeah. Um. But he's the only one that's still got a little bit of youth left to him. Um, that's going to be a free agent. Now, there's several big-name pitching free agents next year, but they're all older. CC, Adam Wainwright, Gio Gonzalez. Um, and then you got lower-tier guys, I think, like Charlie Morton, kind of like that. Yeah. So, you know, the 
I think this year would have been the year to get. That's why I'm glad the Cubs locked up you, Darvish. That's why the Phillies are probably glad they went and got J.K. Adam because there's not going to be that anchor guy. There may be a nice veteran guy, but the way the Brewers are trending, they're not going to have that anchor one-two guy. They might have that solid three-four veteran guy, and and that'll help the young players. But you know, if I'm the Brewers right now, why are they not signing John Lackey? Yeah, no, I don't know why they wouldn't be. I mean. Maybe Lackey don't want to play in Milwaukee. He's kind of at the point where he's, if he wants to play again, it's probably going to be somewhere where he wants to, um, which, you know, may end up just being somewhere. Maybe for the Rangers, you could probably use some more pitching help. But, you know, John Lackey would give him 175 innings of probably at this point below average ball, but it would be someone, you know, you're getting a bulldog. Oh, yeah. Veteran presence. I mean,. I don't know, man. I, I, I just don't understand what some of these teams were doing this They're going to have a hell of a lineup. Yeah. Hell of a lineup. They better but score seven runs a game. Downfall. Yeah, they better score seven runs a game, and they're not going to go anywhere in the postseason unless they make a move. Because how many teams do you remember winning the World Series with no true one-two? Not very many. I don't. But, not that I can think of. Uh, so what, what are your thoughts on the Reds? They just signed, uh, Eugenio Suarez to the big seven year or well affordable, but long-term seven year deal, uh, or extension. Uh, I just don't know where he's going to play because they have a stud of a third base prospect. Um, I don't know if he's going to slide over and play some shortstop. The Cuban, right? Uh, well, they have the Cuban and then there's another guy. I wish, I'm sorry guys, this is bad podcast. He's not going to be up till maybe this summer look for june um but suarez then i've read several scouts talking about him think that that's an absolute steal for the reds that deal they signed him to they think he's just a stud um but you know they got joey Votto too they got jose peraza they got adam duvall in the outfield billy hamilton still who hasn't really ever put together a hit tool but yeah he gets on base it's almost a triple every time oh yeah if he wants it to be, um, again, the Reds are one of them teams that has a pretty nice lineup, but it's all dependent on pitching, and they're going to take some lumps this year. So, looking to our last team in the Central, uh, before we move on to the West, the Pirates have kind of been right on that edge line. They had a good year, uh, the Cardinals last good year when they won 99 games, the Pirates, uh. What was that? 16, 15? 15, right? 15. And, uh, but I mean, they flirted with right above mediocrity the playoffs for several years now. And it was kind of a which direction are they going to go? And I think they kind of made that known this offseason, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Last year went to hell for them. Um, Jamison Talon missed some time. Uh, they had a few other pitching prospects that just didn't. Tyler Glass now got lit up, but he's still kind of high on their list. Uh, Starlin Marte got hit for steroids. Jung Ho Kang got like 90 WIs in Korea and wasn't allowed to come back <laughs> yes. to the United States. Um, they've been, So last year did not go. They had a good team. It didn't go the way they wanted it to. So they kind of was like, well, here we go. They traded Garrett Cole. They traded Andrew McCutcheon. Now, they did get some decent players back in the Cole deal. Um, some people said it was a bad deal, but really, um, when you broke it down, I, I mean, I read some, like, guys that cover the minor league type stuff on it. They uh, they probably did okay. They got Colin Moran. That's a name to keep, keep your eye on. Um, McCutcheon was the face of the franchise. He's gone now. Uh, Josh Harrison wants out bad. He's already yes. said, hey, trade me. Um, so they're, you know, they really, they got Austin Meadows, Starlin Marte, Gregory Polanco, and Josh Bell. So you could have worse talent to build around. Yeah. Um, but you're they, rebuilding. Course, they still got, they still got Talon and Chad Cool and Tyler Glass now and some other pitching prospects. So they, they're kind of in a, not quite rebuild, but more of a advanced retooling, I would call it. Um, I would say by 2020, they'll be pretty decent again. Yeah. So well, Maybe even next year. Yeah, they very well could be. They have the pieces in place. So let's go on to the NL West. Um, I think kind of like how we started the last two 
uh, divisions, I think the Dodgers are locked in to be the team to beat. Any disagreements, thoughts, feelings? No. Nope. <laughs> I Look mean, at him. They got uh, Justin Turner broke his wrist the other day, but ooh. he didn't need surgery on it, so it's likely he's like kind of out for probably six weeks or so. Um, but I mean, they got the pieces to make up for it. They're going to oh, yeah. slide Forsyth over to third base and they'll probably let Chase Utley get some more playing time than they were really wanting him to. They wanted him on the team, but they probably wouldn't expect him to play as much as he's going to in April. But, yeah, and they still have the best pitcher on the planet, uh, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, and one of the best closers. And they still – their starting rotation's not as deep with big names like it was because they had that big trade with the Braves where they traded away McCarthy and Kazmir and uh, someone else. But they still got Ryu, uh, Kershaw, Alex Wood, uh, the Japanese guy. Meta. Kenta Maeda, yeah. And I think he's going to be back in the rotation. Um, yeah. But he pitched really well out of the bullpen for him down the stretch last year. But I think at this point they probably need him in the rotation. Yeah. No, I, I, so I agree. I, but that's why I'm kind of down on him because last year they used like 19 different starting pitchers throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if they have that kind of depth this year. And Alex Wood had really the one like great season of his career last year. So until you see that repeated, you don't want to bank on it. No, you um, don't. But they have an absolute stud in Walker Walker Bueller, and if he starts the season in the majors, I mean, I think him and Kershaw is a pretty damn good one-two punch. I think it could be. Now you can't. It's a rookie, so you can't. Oh yeah. Bank on anything, but man, is he talented? I seen him pitch the other night in a game. Uh, I was watching on TV, and I was fairly impressed. I uh, I like Walker Bueller. Uh... I, you'll hear that name later again in the podcast. I'll just leave they, it at that. They still have, and they just still have a whole bunch of minor leaguers too. Like they don't have a place to play Alex Verduga. And Matt Kemp's played well enough where he might get some playing time in the outfield. They're trying to trade him, but apparently he's lost weight and is not being a, a douchebag in the clubhouse <laughs> like he's known for. Um, you know, of course, and of course, then you, you know, Bellinger's got first base now because Agon's gone. Yeah. Uh, you know, Chris Taylor was a stud in the playoffs last year. I mean, this is a team full of riches. I just – the one reason I have the Cubs over them is I like the Cubs one through five starting pitching better than I do the Dodgers. Yeah, and that that's completely fair. I, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, now let's talk about their rivals, uh, just kind of the same way we did with the Central, going from Cardinals to Cubs. We'll go from Dodgers to Giants. Uh, they made a couple of big splashes this offseason. Uh, they went out and got McCutcheon. They went out and got uh, Longoria. Lucas, what do you think about those moves and kind of the Giants this season? I think it was the right right things for them. I mean, they were in on Stanton. They're okay with going over the luxury tax, but, you know, they sell out a lot. Their sellout streak got broke last year because they had such a terrible season. But, yeah. man, instead of, like, going for a rebuild, they're like, let's just – keep on winning because that's what Giants baseball is of this decade. Um, Can't argue with that. I mean, they went out and they solved their outfield problem. They had the worst outfield in baseball last year. So, you know, they're hoping Hunter Pence can stay healthy along with, with Kutch. And then they have some like Mac Williamson and maybe some other guys that may compete for that third spot out there. Um, Brandon Crawford's a pretty good shortstop. I still got panic at second. Brandon Bell at first, Posey catching. Um, you know, Longoria at third now. Like, I think they went out and got veteran guys that can help them win um, to go along with a pretty decent uh, rotation. Uh, yeah. Any, Mad, Bum had a, Mad Bum had a freak accident last year. You know, he wrecked that, that dirt bike when he was in Colorado, so he was out for, you know, a couple months. Um, he should be fully really, recovered from that. Yeah, that really hurt them early on last that just year. Really, that just really – Kind of set the tone for the season. It, it really did, and you know, but in Cueto's looking for a bounce back. He had some blister issues last year. Um, you know, Shark actually had a pretty good year. His whole career has been based on not getting run support, and he had pitched really well last year one more time without run support. <laughs> um, Matt Moore's trash. I'm just going to say it. He had trash year last year, trash this spring already. He's just bad. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, 
I, but they have a pretty good first three guys. They'll find some guys to come in. The bullpen could be okay. Could probably use some improvement. Depends on how Melanson is this year. Yeah. Last year he was hurt. Um, I look for the Giants to probably be active at the trade deadline for somebody. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they try to get Zach Britton when he gets back from his Achilles. Um, but a lot of teams probably will be after him if he can come back and pitch a couple weeks and show that he's still got it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, uh, but overall, I like the Giants. Yeah, I do too. I'll leave it with I think they'll probably take a wild card spot. Yeah, I am uh, working my way there. <laughs> so now let's talk uh, our sweetheart team of last year and our Twitter friends, the Colorado Rockies. Uh, the Rockies uh, – Lost Greg Holland, who had a great season. Uh, last year was a huge success for them, which we both really enjoyed. Uh, and this year, they kind of, you know, they went, uh, made a few moves, got Shaw, and then they got Wade Davis to close. Uh, they were really worried about that bullpen the last half of the year, uh, before the trade deadline, and they went out and made some moves to address that, uh, both at the deadline and in the offseason. Uh, their starting rotation still young, uh, but they have Bud Black and they have a good lineup and they ended up getting their guy Cargo back. Lucas, what do you think about the Rockies this year? Um, yeah, I think they got a team that's going to compete for a spot. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs. We'll see here in just a few minutes who we pick, but they got, a. We're big believers in Bud Black and him working with oh, yeah. pitching staffs. And, man, they do have a young pitching staff, and they got a good, talented pitching staff. Yes, they do. And they got a good bullpen, and you have to have good pitchers in Colorado. That lineup's pretty salty. It's basically the same lineup, sans Mark Reynolds, but they have a rookie that they are trying to get pegged to play first base, they think. Um, if not, then Ian Desmond's going to start at first base. Um, this is a fun team to watch anytime you want to. They were we enjoyed them a lot last year. I think we're gonna we're gonna pick a a different team this year to kind of be our we will. Cinderella team. Spoiler but, alert! <laughs> I'm not gonna name names right now, but um, it's in the American League, and you know we're I'm gonna do nothing but wish the Rockies luck, except for when they play the Chicago Cubs. And I'll always wish the Rockies luck. Got to see a Rockies game in St. Louis last year and uh, kind of made made the year for me. Uh, now let's talk about the team that they lost in the wild card game to last year, the Diamondbacks. Lucas, uh, I've been in basically a cave the last few weeks. The last I heard, it's been a little bit, but that Zach Granke was topping out at like 88 or 89. Yeah, huge concern right now. Uh, for him um and it's not necessarily he'll probably get his velocity back as he gets into his groove he's not worried about it um the concern is they're paying him like 33 million dollars a year yes. he's probably not their ace right now that's probably robbie ray is that his name yep robbie yeah. ray dude strike people out like crazy um he's probably their actual ace but Zach Gronke, you got to have the Diamondbacks want to compete with the Dodgers and the Giants and the Rockies. They got to have Zach Gronke being Zach Gronke. Yes. And and I think ultimately he will be because he's a veteran. He knows what he's doing. Um, I don't think there's any glaring injury issues with him. I think he probably just needs a little more time to get into the groove. Um, but overall, I don't – man, I want to – that National League West is tough for me right now. It is. Because the Diamondbacks, can they can compete. They probably yeah. won't beat the Dodgers, but they'll be right there around the wild card hunt um, because they do. They got some other young pitchers, and, and Archie Bradley in the bullpen was just lights out for them last year. Um, they brought over a Japanese closer. I don't know if he's going to start the year closing or setting up, but he was a closer in Japan. Um, and you guys, will, I have to apologize because I don't, I, get, it's I don't late. know this guy's name. <laughs> um, it's like Hiranu or something like that. And I have a tough time pronouncing some of these names anyways. They're all not as easy as you. Yep. <clears throat> um, but, you know, they they wanted to bring J.D. Martinez back. And I'll tell you what, J.D. Martinez and Paul Goldschmidt back-to-back in the lineup. 
Salty. For my money, maybe two of the tough, one of the toughest lineups, or one of the toughest two guys in a row you have to face. Absolutely. Um, you know, so they missed out on that, but they did well to bring in, make a trade for Steven Souza, and then they also brought in Gerard Dyson, so they now they got some speed in the outfield. They got yeah. a little bit of thump in Souza. They're not going to replicate J.D. Martinez, but they'll likely be better defensively than what J.D. Martinez would have offered. Um, but they're going to miss a little bit of thump. Yomoni, uh, Yasmani Tomas is pretty much wasted money at this point. They really don't believe in him. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're a team that can compete, but I don't think they're going to be as fun to watch as they were in the second half last year when they got J.D. Martinez. Yeah, that was a pretty that fun. Was sick. Yeah. Uh, so let's go on to our last team before we get into some picks and predictions. Uh, the Padres, they added Hosmer, a lot of young talent, uh, in the system. Uh, do you, I think they might be a year or two out. What do you think, Lucas? Yeah, they're definitely a year or two out. Um, they're probably going to be ready to roll about Hosmer's age 30 year, about 2020, maybe 2019. Yeah. Um, but man, Manuel Margot stud they got um they got a lot of veteran pitchers right now that are not that great but they got got a they got a couple that's in the big leagues like um uh danielson wilmont or hillmont yeah i, or I Lamont. yeah i can't Lamont. i can't pronounce it yeah nor can um I. he's got some talent um the cubs inquired about him interestingly enough and the Padres wanted Javier Baez for him, plus, plus they wanted something on top, and, you know, Theo was like, no. So the Padres are very high on this guy. They either, like, really, really high on him, or they really didn't want to trade him, and they were just, like, going to say, well, you're going to have to trade me someone good. But they got Fernando Tatis Jr., who's almost ready, yes. and he's going to be a stud. Two grand um, slams in an inning. He might go for three. He's going to have to if he wants to be better than his dad. Um, but for but for real, he's projecting out to be better than his father. Oh yeah! And the Padres got him for James Shield. Wow! And the and the White Sox are probably like, think how much. And the White Sox are loaded, but they could even be more loaded if they didn't make that trade. Uh, but there's just so many young guys with the Padres that are just they're going to be good in a couple years. Just if you're a Padres fan, you just hold tight. Everyone says San Diego is like the most beautiful place on earth to catch a baseball game. Oh, I was just um, going to say it's so the most beautiful when, place on earth. Oh, okay. Well, that plus I've always heard it's just a great baseball atmosphere. I remember when the All-Star game was there and everyone was having fun. So if the Padres are good, that's going to make it even better. And I think there'll be a huge draw in a couple of years and a force to be reckoned with. Absolutely. So Probably about the same time that the Rockies and Diamondbacks and Giants are all getting too old or yeah. some of their guys is right when the Padres will jump up to compete with the Dodgers. Yeah. So I broke my predictions for teams down this year, Lucas, into a little bit different way. Not a little different, completely different than I've ever done it my entire life. I used to do division by division. This year I am going to do tiers. So here are here is my tier one. I have three tiers. Tier 1 is competing for a championship. I have the Chicago Cubs, the LA Dodgers, the Washington Nationals, all above 95 games. And then I have the San Francisco Giants flirting with 90 wins. Any disagreements on that? No, I think them are the most likely four teams to win the pennant this year. Then I have Tier 2. It's called competing for a wild card. I have the Cardinals, I have the Brewers, the Rockies, the Diamondbacks, the Phillies, and the Mets. I I'm Again, I'm in agreement with that. And then Tier 3, I have teams that are in the rebuilding process. And I have the Reds, the Pirates, the Padres, the Braves, the Marlins. And again, these teams vary from the Marlins on the low end to probably the Braves, Padres on, on the, the high end. end. Yeah. But I think that that's how I broke my teams down. I had the Marlins with the fewest wins in baseball at 51. Um, and I had the Dodgers with the most wins in the national league at 97. Uh, well, any, any thoughts on any of that, Lucas? No, I think, uh, 
my only disagreement there is I, I I really do think the Chicago Cubs will win the most games in the National League, but probably spot on with the Marlins. Them tiers sound perfect. That's what it's going to be like. That bottom tier is going to get beat up a lot by that top tier. Yes. Um, yes. And maybe some of that middle tier. So, I mean, that's what baseball is at this point. You got your winners and you got your losers and you got your guys in between. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I think that's who will determine your playoff spots. Um, obviously, our three uh, division winners are uh, Washington, Chicago, L.A. Dodgers. I think I speak for both of us there. Uh, and then mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Giants and the Rockies for the wild card. Who you got for your wild card teams? I'll, I'm going to take the Giants and the Cardinals. Oh, man, I'm going to get some hate from my fellow Cardinal fans for you. I just, think, I just think the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs again. I don't think it'll be noisy. I think they'll just make it, and that'll be enough for the BFIB to brag about October. It's just what we do or whatever them stupid-ass T-shirts said. You just wish this on the rest of us Cardinal fans because you want Mike Matheny to like get a managers for life job. That's what it is, isn't it? Well, you know, he you know, he might win 88 games this year and make the playoffs and and just grind it out and and DeWitt and Mosellock will be happy that Matheny turned around this non-playoff team to the playoff team by just grinding, just grinding <laughs> it out, grinding right. out 88 wins. Let's do some preseason honors. Uh, where do you want to start, Cy Young? I'm cool with the Cy Young. Uh, give me the most obvious pick. Uh, give me Clayton Kershaw. Give me you Darvish. You Darvish, okay. Um, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Trying to think of who some of the big rookies are going to be this year. I'll spoiler alert it, and I mentioned his name earlier, said you'd hear it again, Walker Walker Bueller for me. Ah, well, I like that pick. I you really could go do, Robles. Uh, I just don't know how much he's going to get to play. I haven't yeah. read much if he's starting the season. Well, what about the guy from there's the so Braves? Many, there's so many guys. Like I would take Ronald Acuna if I thought that he was going to get to come up before June. Yeah, which and there's been rookies of the year that's came up in in June before. Um, man, I whew. you want Luke Weaver, don't you? Ah, he's surely he ain't got no rookie eligibility left, does he? He does. Hasn't he pitched enough? Does he really? Mm-hmm. Uh, no. You know, I like the I like the Walker Bueller. I like it a lot. I was trying to zig a little bit to your Zach, but. Uh, Walker Bueller, I'll take him too. How about manager of the year? Well, it seems like they're getting away from the just the team that just wins the most games. Yeah. Um I don't know if I necessarily like that or not. Um I So do. if I had to if I had to go with with who wins the most games, it's gonna be Joe Madden. But if I had to go like a dark horse guy because they improved the team and they look competitive, um, I I would go Gabe Kapler. I love that pick, actually. Uh, ah, man, I was gonna say Bud and I Black. I cheated but, a little bit, but I was gonna say Bud Black. But I I'm gonna say Bud Black since you said Joe Madden, and then I I'll also go Gabe. Did Kapler. Bud Black split it with Tory? Lavello last year or did Lavello just win it straight up? Oh, I'd have to look that up because I, I know all I can remember is what remember. we picked. <laughs> I just knew it wasn't Dave Roberts. Yeah. Which is kind of unbelievable, but yeah. that's kind of how baseball is getting away from. So, I mean, if you go to a team that I don't think the Phillies will make the playoffs, but I think Gabe Kapler may be crazy enough and just so unorthodox enough that he might get some votes. All right, Lucas. NL MVP. Chris Bryant. I have two. I'm going to do co-MVPs because I'm very indecisive. MVP one, Nolan Arenado. MVP two, Anthony Rizzo, the unsung hero of the Chicago Cubs. He is definitely the leader of the Chicago Cubs. I could see it happening. 
And I, you know what? I really want to pick Kyle Schwarber for MVP just to cram it down everyone's mouth that keeps mouthing about him. But you already I'm picked a card. You're you already have been nicer to Cardinal fans than I have been to I my know. fellow Cardinal I feel fans. Bad because I'm like, <laughs> do the Cubs have any rookies I could pick the Rookie of the Year? But I just think they're going to be a dominant team. I think they're going to score 900 runs this year. Whew. I believe in it. Fuck, I think they might score 40 runs in the first four games of the season against the Marlins. I mean, that's not a huge stretch. I could see that happening. Uh, I mean, it's the Marlins, and they get the first four games. If the Cubs don't start the season 4-0, I'll be disappointed. 3-1, and okay, whatever. Anyone will take three out of four. But it's the Marlins, and it's the championship-caliber Cubs. I'm going to be disappointed if they don't sweep the Marlins in a four-game set. Yeah, no, I I completely agree. They absolutely should. Uh, Lucas, I think that's all we got for the uh, podcast. This is a long one to get back. Uh, Hopefully everybody listens, everybody loves it. Uh, Any hot takes before we go? Bryce to the Cubs. Uh, You can't say that for this season. They're not going to trade him. Uh, Still a hot take. Bryce to the Cubs next year, hot take. (laughs) Okay, fine. (laughs) Hot take. Hot take for the season. Mets win the World Series. Padres make the playoffs. <laughs> I like it. And neither of us think these are going to happen, guys. They could, theoretically. Hot takes. But that's just a super hot take. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, Lucas, you got anything else? Nope. Enjoy the season. All right. That's been our second annual National League preview uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, tell us what you think on Twitter. Uh, get at both of us. Let us know. Uh, we really enjoyed doing this. For the Fumbling Punter Podcast, I'm Devin Keeney. And for Lucas Jones, have a good one all.